welcome to Canada Obscura. My name is Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is the podcast where we tell you and each other about all the spooky, scary, dark, interesting, strange things that happen in Canada, including uh, true crime, murder, serial killers, that's also murder, <laughs> ghost stories, hauntings, UFOs, urban legends, and whatever else. I don't know. We've talked about some random... We have talked about some random <laughs> things. Oh, well. Um couple of trigger warnings because of course as we as i said we are talking about some scary stuff including um murder and other gory things uh murder torture abuse sexual abuse child abuse drug use mental health sometimes gore did you say assault assault <laughs> <laughs> um also we swear I like that Mary took over that part because it's mostly mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And also, we fuck up a lot. Yeah. I, I inaugurated the, the swearing this time. You did. You did. I did. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. How's life? <laughs> Honestly, us switching over is, has been so funny because it's like I had like my mental script that I went through that was like, boom, 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 boom. And now you're just kind of like... I don't follow uh, a script. You, a little bit. You kind of do. A I keep to a form... Well, there's certain things we have to say, especially the trigger warnings, right? Because mm-hmm. that's actually important. That's, that's the part that I actually give a fuck about, kind of being yeah. like, look, man, this ain't no but like, jolly fucking ranch but we're over at here. episode 40, so if you're just tuning in, we're sorry. <laughs> honestly, yeah. And if you've been with us since the beginning... We're very sorry. Honestly, yeah. Fucking, dude, (laughs) your resolve is (laughs) measurable. Fuck. Oh, speaking of people who like us, we got a lovely email a couple weeks ago. A Canadian girl from uh, Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, which is another podcast um, based on stuff that happens in Canada. And um, I've given it a listen. Hey, um, it's a good podcast. Like, she puts in a lot of production value not like us <laughs> it's like it's like scripted and like she puts in like um little sound bites and stuff like that like uh wh- the one that Which i was listening to we're last we're too fucking lazy to do oh fuck it's not laziness so, like, i literally have no well, that time too but it's, i have no i feel time. like also if we had the time we're much lazier than most podcasts. Oh, yeah, no. Complete, <laughs> complete, like, respect to you, Canadian girl. Um, but she sent us uh, Doggles. of her dogs. They're and so they cute. look so cute. With the, with so thank snow. you for sending those. Um, but yeah, definitely go check her out if you're into more, like, there's stories that take place in Canada, but they're just, like, more scripted and, like, more storytelling. More well produced. Yes. And not so like this mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, like, uh, the, the one that I was listening to, what was it? The gold mine, whatever it was. And there was just, like, the one part that I kept remembering is, like, they found gold or whatever. And there was, like, a gold gleaming sound. And I was, like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so, yeah, check her out. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, in continuing on with the theme of us being tired. Um <laughs> Is that a I theme had, or is that just life? I had, okay, since Monday, today I went on my eighth shoot. You heard that right. Eighth shoot, and I have another one tomorrow. Two of which were full eight-hour shoots. Two others of which were five-hour shoots. The others have been like three to four hours, but it's like an, oh, in between I, that. I thought shoots were usually long AF because there's so much to get It depends. Through. It depends. Oh. Yeah. Um, the ones for the show that I was doing, we actually managed to get them down to eight hours because we became such a well-oiled machine. Okay. That it was really funny because we, we wrapped up the season and it was just like the we finished 
so quick because it was like we walked in, we're like boop 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 boop, bam 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 bam, and it was like, like so what happened? Literally, <laughs> like within tw- like we got there, and within twenty minutes, we had everything sorted. And we were just like, usually we don't even get to starting <laughs> until like eleven fifteen, eleven thirty, like whatever. Mary, when are like, we gonna become a well-oiled machine? Uh, <laughs> never, never. But um, yeah, no, it's just um, yeah, and like I've, I, it's been a fucking whirlwind and I still worked at the clinic and I had meetings like throughout the week and like I'm just like fucking dying and um I had a couple of people who in my classes this week give me sass and I did you punch them I can I punch them? them I eviscerated them um one of the like tomorrow's shoot is actually for a project it's not paid it's not paid work like all the others have been but tomorrow um so it's me and four guys and is it the same four dudes no 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 oh. it's 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 a different bunch but um only one of them is the same but I love him um he's like my buddy the one that's like super quiet but like comes along and like him and I work so great together because like we do paid shoots together and like client shoots as opposed to like tv shoots or whatever Mm -hmm. and like uh he and i like we have it down to like i guess we're a well-oiled machine because like wow uh thanks mary i know i see how it is uh because like we'll go and then i'll be like okay you get the wide you go to and and i'll be like i'm gonna get this and he's like okay and then we just like we scramble and it's like we we meet up i'm like just like last time he's like yep and then we go and we do our thing and then we come back together and it's like it's like you know what? We've, what the problem is is because you say that you go when you do your thing. Our thing is sitting, sitting in your in bed. Room. It's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no physical activity involved other than eating. <laughs> if you count that as a physical activity, <laughs> there's biology involved, right? So peristalsis exactly. and all that. But um, yeah, no. Uh, so one guy. So we have the shoot tomorrow. And then um, I was like, okay, Sunday's the only... We were trying to plan for the weekend because our project's due on Wednesday. So we were just okay. like, okay. Today's yeah. Saturday, by the way. Um, and so I was like, okay, the only day I have free for you guys is literally Sunday. And that's the only day that I can make it. And the others were like, oh, I work this day or that whatever. So we were like, Sunday. And so the one guy was like, well, as long as we're done before nine because I have another commitment. Now, here's mm-hmm. the thing. I know what his commitment is. He's playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, my God. He's playing Dungeons and Dragons, which is fine because I do not want to be filming. I don't, first of all, I don't, like, you do what you need to do to, like, be... Work-life balance. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And I also do not want to be shooting until 9 p.m. That is something that I'm absolutely like, yep, I want to go home and sleep. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But um, I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, that works. We can meet up early or whatever. And then someone else was like, well, what about Saturday? And I was like, look, I I seriously cannot make Saturday whatsoever. And then he turned to me and was like, what, are you out drinking? And so, <laughs> no, you're in it's, drinking. I know. Well, here's the thing. And he, he said it, he was like, what are you going out like drinking and like partying or whatever? Cause it's like, it's, uh, tomorrow is St. Patrick's day. Oh yeah. 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 I don't so drink, I looked so. at him, first of all, he doesn't do work and okay, I'll, I'll tell another story prior to that. But like, I looked at him, I was like, your, he didn't tell everybody else, but I knew it cause he told me personally, but I was mm-hmm. like, your commitment is Dungeons and Dragons. My commitment is a shoot and recording. Yeah. That's what my commitment is. I'm not going out and partying while you are actually, you're making all of us schedule earlier so you can go home and you can have fun. And yeah. he was just like, whoa, I was just saying, and the other guys were just like laughing at him. <laughs> not that like everybody plays Dungeons and Dragons that I know I don't, but I do want to eventually try because it seems really fun. But it was kind of like, fuck you, dude. And earlier yeah, that like week... Yeah, like, that's not... That's... I was just going to say, I'm like, that is something that you could skip. 
That's absolutely right? something like, you could skip. But he just wants to go have fun. It's which, a hobby. Again, not... it's totally fine. But he was like, I have to be home by 9 p.m. We cannot go any further. And, like, he made it sound like it was a genuine commitment to everybody else. Mm. But I knew better. And so when he turned to me, he's like, why can't you do Saturday? Like, what are you doing? Just part? I was like, excuse me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, like, two days prior, um, we were walking to class. And, like, we, we were just talking about, like, people at the school or whatever. And then... Um, I had, like, we walked by somebody, and I was like, oh, hey. And he was like, how do you know them? I was like, oh, we worked together over the summer for the school. And, like, whatever, we worked with the woman who runs this department. And he was just like, oh, so you know her? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, so you get, like, all these, like, opportunities through her. I was like, I got one, but, you know, it's I'm not diminishing that. And he was like, well... That's the thing. Like, I came here and I had to make friends with everybody. Like, if I want any opportunities, I have to go up to people and introduce myself, not like you. And I was like... You had to introduce yourself to her. That's quite literally what I... I was like, you dumbass. I had to come to school and meet everybody the same as you did. I was like, do you seriously think anybody walked into the school and just knew everybody? Do you exactly. seriously think I walked it's into not the like, school? It's not like she was your family friend who no. brought you an in. I was literally... I was like, dude... I did the exact same thing that you had to do. I didn't know a single person here. You're just lazy. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, no. You're just lazy. You're just lazy. He's like, no, it's different. I'm like, how is it different? I literally had he's, to go up to people and introduce myself. He's just, he's one of those people who wants things handed to him. Absolutely. And then, like, his his definition of effort is, like, showing up. Yes. And even so. then, it's like he doesn't want to do a lot of work. Yeah. And so, well, just just showing up yeah. is his effort. And here's another example. He lives right across from the school. I live three cities over. Yeah. Right? So I was like, yesterday to the group chat, I was like, somebody needs to go and pick up this specific uh, microphone because we need it. Mm-hmm. And um, it, like, I, like the other guys were like, oh, well, one of them was like, well, what's everybody doing? I was like, well, I'm at a shoot them at work, so uh, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And another guy was like, I'm literally at work until five. Like, the place works uh, closes at four. Yeah. And, um... The, uh, the other guy who did, like, the third guy who's my partner in crime, I was like, I know his schedule by now. So I was mm-hmm. like, he didn't even respond, but I was like, he's at work. Like, yeah. he's at work. Until, like, his Fridays are his day to work. So, like, don't even bother. So it left two people, one of them who lives, like, a city over, and then the guy that lived across the street. But yeah. he, like, he ghosted everybody, didn't answer when we were like, Ugh. can you go? So the other guy was like, okay, I guess I'll just bust to the school and pick it up. And yeah. it's like, you literally could have walked five minutes to go pick it up and go back. Exactly. But he was he just ghosted it and then, like, didn't answer everybody. We saw that he read it, hmm. but he didn't answer anybody. And then That's, just, like, okay, if you're going to ghost someone, just don't yeah. even read well, it. Well, what he did was he sent a, sorry, the rustling. I'm kind of, like, half chilly but half warm, so I'm just wrapped in my cardigan. But, like, um, so he just sent a thumbs up. Like, literally last night. And we were just like, go fuck yourself. So, like, you should see the text that, like, me and, other, like, the other guy. I would have just, just like, texted, fuck go this. fuck yourself. Quite literally, like, he asked me to be in my group. And I had never worked with him before. Like, uh-huh. I had only barely spoken to him until this week, which is when all this is coming to light. Uh... And it was just, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, I, whatever. I I don't discriminate against people yeah. in my class. He turned, he was like, can we work on this project? I was like, sure. And then another guy... One of the other guys was like, can I work with you? And so did the one that ended up yeah. going and pick up. I was like, sure. And then my partner in crime wasn't there. So I was like, boy, email the prof and tell him you're working with me. <laughs> like, you're working with me. You're mine. And he was like, I'm claiming okay. you. I love him. I love him so much. He's like, he's he reminds me of like, because he's my brother's age, my youngest brother's age. He's 19. Okay. He's like a baby. Oh, he's a baby. He's a baby. And he's like, so not outspoken, incredibly shy, incredibly quiet. Aww. I've known him two years, and it's only now that he started finally joking around with me. <laughs> but, like, I take him everywhere. I love him to bits. But anyway, um, now that I've rambled on for forever, basically, it's been one hell of a week. Um, we did the competition, by the way. 
When was that? When was that? Was that last week? That was last Friday. I thought it was a while ago, but... It was last Friday. My, my perception of time and space is doesn't very exist scary. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, competition went well. We didn't place. Um, and I have my own theories as to why, because everybody liked it except... The douchebag. The douchebag. The guy who um, is like the head honcho... My prof actually worked with him for 10 years and she did not like him. And she, we keep, like, our school never places in the top. Like, we keep making it to the top six, but we never actually place. And she's, like, so optimistic and such a sweetheart and being like, we'll just try harder next year. We'll do better. We'll do better. But it's like, after I saw the way that they interacted, I'm like, hmm, he doesn't like you. Yeah. yeah. He's a douchebag. He just doesn't like you. And, like, everybody else. You know what would solve that? A punch to the face. Yeah, I agree. But it was just kind of like, okay, but like, I didn't care. And then they ended up, this is the exciting part, they contacted me for an interview. So, yay. yay. That's Mary's life in a nutshell. Um, I'm shitting my pants because they're a major company. Yeah. Um, and I have doubts that I'll go on because I'm not in advertising. But uh, just the fact that they want me there alone is Well, amazing. they reached out to you. That's they something. They did. Yeah. Right? Thanks, Shell. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. How are you? I wrote my last exam. Woo. Last week, it was, it was like a three-hour-long exam. I finished in about an hour and then took half an hour to read stuff over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm pretty sure I did well. Yeah. Or at least okay. Yeah. I counted all... I do this with every exam. I count everything that I'm like, I'm not sure about this, and then subtracted it. Like, oh, you know, worst, worst case scenario was that I get all of those wrong, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I would still get, like, a 75, which is a pass, whatever. Perfect, yeah. Um, but there's one thing I... It has been festering. Oh, God. Because at the time that it happened, it was like, okay, it was kind of eye-rolling. And what I, I was just kind of like, whatever, I'm over it. But then, like, the more time I had to think about it, the more it, got, it pissed me yeah. off. So I can't remember if I talked about him on the podcast, the Chiaboo. I don't... I it would have been a while ago if I did. D- yeah. But just to recap, so he was a guy who I who was in my class for the college program that I did. He's several years younger, um, and, like, we call him, I call him Chiabu because he is a total weeb, but he's Chinese, so I'm, like, because I think the W is supposed to be, like, oh, white White. person. Yeah. But he's, he's Chinese, but he, like, he would randomly blurt, like, Japanese words. Um, Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it would piss me off. Yeah, he would go, like, nani, nani, and I'm, like, which means what? But oh, it's, is that what that means? Yeah, but it's like, oh. there's no context for it. He just blurts it out. There's no significance to it. Because sometimes I get, like, kind of having to use words from another language because you don't know the English. Like, Dude. there's no English equivalent. Yeah, it's a, there's a bunch of words in Arabic that I just yeah, don't like, want to well, be like, yeah. I was trying to describe something, and I just, I, I couldn't. So, but luckily the person I was talking knew Cantonese. So, like, yeah. so we figured out the word for it. But he's just, he's kind of, like, odd. And he's... To me, like, he seems very immature. And he did tell me that he has never had a real full-time job. Oh. Yeah. Which, like, I was telling my other friends about it. And they're like, well, I mean, that's not, like, too unusual. Because he was pretty much just a year out of university by that point. And and I'm like, yeah, but, like, you've never never worked retail. You've never. Yeah. That's a little. uh, It's. But what I know some parents really, like, my parents. I only wanted to work because I wanted my own spending money. Right. Where my parents were totally okay with me not having worked while I was in school. They okay. wanted me to focus on school. So I kind of get that. No, for sure. But it's it's a leaving 
school part because I know a bunch of people who don't work while going through school and that's mm-hmm. totally valid. I didn't work through the first three years I was in university yeah. and then I the had last a summer two job. I did work. Um, I did work after, but like it was, it was kind of like, like for the first while my parents were like, don't worry about it. Just focus yeah. on that. And there's a lot of parents who do that. And I did have my own, um, like my own spending money from various little odd jobs I would do. Like yeah. Like babysitting I, I had or, like money saved up from when I worked at a Chinese restaurant yeah. when I was 15. Well, <laughs> I had OSAP. I had uh, student oh, yeah, loans had for too. those of you who don't know OSAP, um, which is an Ontario student assistance program. <laughs> oh, fuck me, dude. Something like that. Yeah. Um, by the way, they sent me a letter. Mm-hmm. I haven't even, like, I still have five weeks of school left, and it's like... It's probably your tax form, isn't it? No. No? No. They're going to start charging me interest as of April 30th. Yeah. So, I was like, yay. I swear to God there was a grace period before. No. There never was? No, there never was. Oh. Because I don't remember. No. It's been a while. And you... You don't have to pay Until right away. November. Okay, okay. But interest still accumulates. I, I don't yeah. know why I don't remember that. It's been... Well, no, I knew this because I they were completely misleading about this. When you first... I remember in university, they made you sit through an info session. They did they not did. mention that at all. Yeah. Because they said you have a six-month grace period. Yeah. They don't I specify do, what that grace period is. Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember, but I think... When did we pay... I was, like, paying off my student loans in, like, 2014? 2015? Oh. <laughs> not in my case which is fine like it's totally cool but like um the, I, I i don't remember that i just remember i started paying it off immediately because i was working it's probably because that's, that's probably why, you didn't why. Notice. that's probably yeah. why yeah, yeah yeah um because i didn't wait till november because people told me to do that and i was like nope i was working and accumulating with the express purpose yeah. of getting rid of it as soon as possible yeah um because that's, that's that's probably why i don't remember yeah because I don't but, remember, because when I, I looked at it, I was like, why are you charging me interest if I don't have to pay till November? Yeah. But I guess that's how they get yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's how. But anyway, so this kid, like, I have never liked him. Yeah. He was sort of part of, like, the peripheral friend group. But, like, I just, I, I did not, I did not like him. Mm-hmm. Because he had that, like, I really, one thing that really gets me is, like, the fetishization of anyone's culture. And right. I will admit, like... Yeah, when I was 11 to about 15, 16, I was also with Chiabu. Mm-hmm. But I was 11 and to 15. You didn't understand what the fuck you, you didn't understand. And this was back before everyone was woke. Yeah. Right? So you don't hear about, and I, I, I would have been too young, even if it was now, like I would have been too young to know about all that shit anyway. Yeah. Right? I would have been just like a dumb, innocent, ignorant teenager. Mm-hmm. But he's... 23-ish, you yeah. should have, you should not be doing that shit. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think, he doesn't actually know Japanese. I actually took Japanese classes. Yeah. Like, it was a high school credit. Oh, So I actually okay. learned, formally learned the language. You guys had Japanese language. at your school? It wasn't at my school. It was, uh, but it was, like, it counted as Was it as transferable a, credit or whatever? Yeah, like, yeah, it was, okay. it was a high school credit, but it right. was, like, every Saturday, a couple hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, I actually learn the language. So even though I don't really speak it because I don't use it, mm-hmm. like, if someone were to speak Japanese to me, I could still pick up a few things. Okay. Um, so especially because I know the language somewhat, like, it really, really bothers me that he's bastardizing the language. Right. A language that he he doesn't know anything about. Right. And he's all, like, he kind of has this, this is what I was saying about the, the word that there's no English translation for in Cantonese. It's like... 
low, which is like old, like in okay. age. And it's kind of like he has this, he he kind of acts like he tries to act more mature. Okay. But it's not like you're actually not more mature. You just look old or seem old, but not in a good way. Oh. Again, don't have a translation yeah. for this. But, um, so I, we had our placement together. Yeah. I don't even care if people can deduce who this is, okay? Like, whatever. All of my criticisms are accurate and true and <laughs> Go fair. Go fuck yourself. And fair. <laughs> because, so we had our placement together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was, I started a week before him, so we overlapped pretty much five weeks. Um, and Come I on. got, I got my job after placement at where I did my placement. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't but like it was par, par partly blah, 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 blah. same it was partly like an opportunity thing because i happened to hear about it and i just did that de- anyway um so in that department where i am in placement you had two days there which is nothing you don't you don't learn shit in two days no not at all like and even in that department is so busy that and we've like while I'm working there we've had students come in right right and I I know from my experience how little Sorry. of an idea I had of the department and because it's been higher volume oh. students coming in now like they have even less of an idea of what's going on right so like two days it's nothing you learn you don't learn shit you get like a little taste so after the exam which he wrote he saw me sitting there. I was waiting for my friends. Mm-hmm. So he came up to chat and asked, like, how's it going? And immediately I was texting, pre-texting my friends. I'm like, because they're still writing their exams. I'm like, please save me. Oh, my God. Me. Just so that, like, they don't, like, mention that we were going out for lunch after. Oh, Because I don't yeah. want him tagging along. But he had his own thing. Anyway, um, so he was asking, like, how work was and whatever. And I'm like, it's, like, it's going. It's busy. Like, it's a little hectic, whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah, I just don't like how that, that department is being managed. And I'm like, what? Because you didn't get a job there? And he's like, he's saying how, like, the way that it is, and there are, like, there are issues with it that I'm hearing secondhand, and that I'm experiencing somewhat part of it, because I'm brand new there, right? Like, I see so much. Um, but let me, let me reiterate, he had two days of placement. Yeah. And he's like, I don't, I just don't like how that place is managed. It's inefficient and blah, blah, blah. He's telling me how. two fucking days? And he's telling me how, like, he overheard some of the employees kind of complaining about the way management is. I'm like, that should not be your, you being able to say, like, you being able to form this opinion. No. Everyone bitches about their work. But you wouldn't know that because he's never worked. And on top of that, too, two days in and you still need a map just to find the fucking shitter. You know what I mean? Like, let alone yeah. deduce that management does this and what... You don't know what right? the workflow is. Like, you don't know what the actual environment is. No. You're just being introduced, there is, per, like, as a cursory Yeah, thing. like, there is so much... The other department, like, the main department where we were at, you can kind of... You get a really good feel because you spend so much time there. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's not as involved as the department that I'm currently in. There is so much happening. There's so much... And, like, the politics behind it and, like the management level like you as a low-level employee would have no idea about let alone being a student that's there for two days right like who the fuck do you think you are right so i'm just kind of like well i mean yeah i guess it's a little hectic there like whatever yeah but the more i think about it the more i'm like 
Fuck you. What? Like, seriously, you have zero work experience. You had two days in that actual department. And you're already passing You've never had, like, a real boss. So how do you know anything about management? Yeah. Right? Like, I've had to play manager. Yeah. So at least I have that if I wanted to comment on it. He doesn't. literally been manager a number of times. Yeah, like, I I did ask him, like, oh, what, what kind of jobs have you had then if he hadn't had, like, a full-time job? And he's like, oh, just some freelance stuff, which sounds like favors for family friends. Like, can you Probably. help me move this, help me move Probably. that? Probably. Freelance is usually that. Although when I, you're a teenager. When you're a teenager. Although yeah. I will say I did freelance um, daycare for the Toronto District School Board. <laughs> did I ever tell you about no. that? No. They would just call me, like, once Why would anyone trust you with children, Mary? That's a good point. Um, but they would call me like once or twice a month and be like, hey, can you come to this school? But um, because a friend of mine in high school, her dad was like, I don't know what his actual position in the board is, but basically he would just go. I know you keep looking at my hair because I tucked it up under my headband. Well, no, because the, the strands are like bouncing as you oh, are they? talk and Aww. it's like funny. Oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't know what his actual position was, but he would go like to all these PTA meetings and, okay. like, supervise? Like, that was his gig. Oh. And he would, like, go and visit schools during the daytime and be like, is everything good here? Okay, groovy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. But so he would just be like, uh, you too. Sorry. Oh, also, during your, like, uh, ranting session, I got up and I cracked my back, and I hope you guys all heard it. That's also the, it. the, that's, like, the permeating theme. We Mary's keep talking about things. Back. Yeah, my cracking back. Us being this a This being a fuck show. Us being tired. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so that's what I would do. I would just pick up a couple hours here and there, just, like, looking after these kids. I would just give but them, But that's like, not, like, a real job. Let's no. be honest here. Are you that's kidding me? That's not a real job. That's what I mean when I say spending money. Yeah. Because like, I was, was making money. Quite, yeah, quite literally. Like, it was an allowance that you actually had to work for. <laughs> yes, that was it. So between that and, like, babysitting gigs, because I would babysit the neighbor baby yeah. and shit like that. It was just, like, dumb shit like that for Teenager. pocket money. Yeah, but, yeah. like, it wasn't, like, working for a boss. No, and there was no way I would call it freelance. Like, okay, on my, on my resume, I definitely called it freelance. But it was literally just, like, but, every yeah, now and then. talking to me is not a resume. No. He's just trying... Because, like, I've talked about the places I've worked. And it's not like I have a huge work history. Like, it's very small. But You spent years. That's the thing. You spent years at, like, this location and years at that location. I've spent years at one location a year at another location. Oh, two locations, technically, if you count mm-hmm. my job at the Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, I've worked short short-term gigs basically mm. but they were real jobs with real bosses yeah and actual like paycheck yeah a real paycheck not like here's 50 bucks kid like <laughs> yeah so like i don't know it just it just bugged me so much and i'm glad that i get to rant about it on oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i don't know it's just to kind of piggyback off that it's just like the lack of work ethic in people who oh, then have man. the audacity to just like turn around and complain at length about shit or to like what this dude was doing that I was mentioning, like just looking yeah, at me like, like, what are you doing? It's like fucking more work than you will ever do yeah. in the next two years in the next few weeks. Like, um, yeah. and I mean that as full shade because like I haven't, I have a busy schedule because I make it busy, you mm-hmm. know, like I go out and I ask for opportunities and I introduce myself to people and I work hard and like, it's, it's something that everybody has the ability to do. Like, well, not everybody. Not but everybody, but most like people. I'm, I'm thinking like of the people in my class. Yeah, okay. Like they, like, when I say everybody, I don't mean like every everybody. Yeah. I mean just everybody in my classes, because I, I always say to them, I'm literally in the same block of classes as you are. We have literally the same profs. 
But exactly. the exact same opportunities, you just don't care. And it's yeah. evident in your work, and it's and, evident and in your And sometimes attendance. it is It is a matter of luck sometimes, right? Sure. Like, like hearing about an opportunity so that you can reach out, mm. whereas, like, some people might be like, damn, I didn't know that that was... Well, like, the I way thought, that, yeah. in my case, the way that it started off was simply because I put so much work and effort into my assignments, no matter how, if they were 5% or 10%, because mm-hmm. they're videos. I would put so much work and effort, so my prof would be like, profs, whatever, would be oh, like, yeah. hey, I like the Did work that you do. This? Did you hear about this? So, yeah. And then I always tell them, I got this because I actually gave a shit, but every single assignment you do, yeah, you tell well, me that is was, useless. That was how I got, like, my job really was the people that I was basically working with as a student mm-hmm. were like, hey, you just finished your little placement period in this department. Did you, like, I heard they're hiring. Exactly. Whereas, like, this and another... He, like, I don't know. I get it because you kind of hear someone like, reaching out for this opportunity, and you don't want to seem like the one who's not doing anything, but, um, you know, they were, like, congratulating me for getting the interview and whatever, and then the one lady, I love her, I love her so much, she turns to him, and she's like, so what about you? Did you start applying yet? And, and he kind of is like, oh, yeah, I applied to, a like, yeah, someone let me log into the internal postings and, and try to apply, and I'm like, okay, whatever, like, I didn't think anything of it, right? Yeah. And then, um, after I started working, I was talking to one of the people in, in that d- other department, and, and they were like, yeah, like, it wasn't about him, but they were like, yeah, we don't, like, we haven't had a posting in a while, like, no one, you know, like, we're, we never hire anyone, I mm. wish we, we would, because sometimes we get some really good students coming by, and um, it would have been great, and I'm like, oh, so you guys haven't had any postings for a, a yeah. while, yeah. So what was this posting that he was talking about? Yeah. He just wanted to save face, really. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know. For I don't... I I am a good liar, but usually I lie just to be convenient. Like, mm. I like if my parents were asked... Like, when I was in university, and I don't, remember, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was St. Patty's Day or something. We went out to a club, and we stayed over at this girl's place... And despite, you know, us having been in university, like, if my parents heard I did that, they would have been like, blah, 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 blah. so I was just like, yeah, Is we just... Ariel's? No. No. I don't think or I was there for you that. You weren't there? No. Oh. No. I, Ariel, Sabrina, a couple others that I wasn't really friends with. Yeah. There. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, we'll cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so I, I didn't tell my parents that. I said, oh, we, we just went out for dinner. And, right, right. And I'm home now, totally not in my home. No. But that's just to save them the worry, save them from nagging. Yeah. It's not to save face. Yeah. And I don't know. I hate it when people lie for, like, reasons like that, where yeah. it's like, you, it's a completely unnecessary lie. Yeah. And it does nothing but save you face. Yeah. And also, like... Yeah, I'm pretty sure... I don't know why he lied, because the people there would have known that there was no posting for this position. But anyway. Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense. I don't know. It just kind of feels like, oops, I might not have been supposed to say that, so I'm just gonna Like, I would have... otherwise. Like, easiest lie I would have come up with if I had to lie in that situation was like, well, actually, you don't even need to lie. You would... I, I don't know why I would even think of a lie. I would just be like, oh, I didn't... There weren't... I didn't see the opening. Yeah. But I've applied to other places. Whatever. Because yeah. I, I was actually applying to a couple places towards yeah. the end of my placement. And yeah. I just happened to get that one. Yeah. 
And I even like all the other, all of my other classmates that came through after I started working, I'm like, just start applying now. Yes. Yeah. Because like, and a lot of them aren't that proactive, which is because a lot of them are also younger. Oh, they don't have, they don't realize that it's like, no, you have to start because the waiting period to get a job between you starting to apply and finally hearing back, because we've both been through the job job that we worked together. Mm -hmm. It took me eight months between sending you my resume yeah. And actually starting to work. It was eight months. Yeah. Which because, is obscene. Which is obscene because they took their sweet ass time. There was also other stuff happening. Yeah. Um, that they just, they couldn't get around to it. But not even, not even that. But even like finally having someone even look at your resume. Right. Months, because months. like all these jobs I applied to that I was technically in theory qualified for just didn't have the experience. Right. Right. And then it was Finally, after all these applications, one clicked. Yes. So there was always periods where I wasn't able to, I didn't have a job. So I'm like, you're free now. You don't, you're not going to have placement yeah. tying you down. Yeah. Start applying yeah. because it's going to take time. You can't wait until you're done placement, done your exam, and then start applying. And because we've been through that. So I know. So I keep telling everyone, like, start applying. Give them your resume. And that's what I've been doing with my classmates. We're going to wrap up because we're already more than half an hour in. And <laughs> my ghost story is a bit long, too. So oh, my, my um, story has been involved, too. Oh, boy. So, um, yeah, no. Um, some of my classmates are finally realizing that, oh, shit. You got to do shit. <laughs> five weeks till graduation. Like, shit's yeah. about to hit the fan. And um, I've had people, like, panic texting me being like, hey, if you have any room on this shoot or that shoot, can I come with or whatever? And usually it's like, we already have more than enough that we need. Yeah. Like, I'll let you know if we do have anything, but I can't guarantee anything yeah. or whatever. And um, you got to prepare. They're starting to panic and starting to be like, oh, like, I have nothing. I have nothing, whatever. Most of them are genuine being like, oh, fuck. Like, I, it just, it hit me. Like, yeah, because you're so focused time. on finishing school projects yeah. too, right? And it's and their exams. first time through school. So they're kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. And it's like, okay, yeah. And I've totally been like, I actually created an opportunity for them for a few of my friends, um, so that way, like, uh, they could go and they could get the experience. That's a whole other... You know what? I'm going to save it for the next episode. I need to write that down. You know what they could do is unpaid internship for us. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> we'll pay you in coffee and Fucking, donuts. And, like, high fives. But, um, <laughs> no, like, I tried to make an opportunity for them. Um, one of them happens to be that guy that was telling me that, like, Oh, what are you doing? Whatever. Oh, uh, I would like I I would have to go D&D up to guy. everyone. Yeah, I would have to go up to people and introduce myself. And I'm like, that's literally what I did. Um, I didn't know him then because he was just uh, bemoaning about how he doesn't have any experience. And I was like, okay, well, I have been there. this opportunity. I don't need it. I could, I'm, I put together a thing. I was like back and forth in contact. And I was like, I could bring you guys, all of you who need experience. We could go do something. Um, but anyway, I'll explain it next. Oh, I need to remember. I need to write that down somewhere. But anyway, um, yeah. It's just, let's just move on. Let's just move on because we could rant for forever and we gotta get a fucking move on. So I'm doing Lisp Boop today. Lisp Boop. And, uh, oh God, did you just like early 2000s? Li- oh, like, li- no, I, I, w- I wasn't even thinking of that, but I hate myself. <laughs> um, so it's on the ghost of Tom Thompson. Um, so Tom Thompson was born on August. <laughs> Why do you say it like Tom that? Thompson. He- That's not even a Canadian Tom accent. I know. He was born on August 5th, 1877 in Claremont, which is just north of Pickering. Um, it's 15 minutes away from where we are right now. Just right up the fucking road. Um, and you keep going for a while. <laughs> um, it's a super... It, now it's a super bougie area. It's like very big, expensive houses. It, it has a very gated community feel because it's only a few small blocks and they're fucking huge houses, okay. dude. 
Um, but he was uh, raised in, I don't, I never know how to pronounce, pronounce it, if, if it's Leith or Leith, Leith, L-E-I-T-H, um, no which idea. is right outside of Owen Sound here in Ontario. Okay. Um, so he grew up rural and didn't display any artistic abilities while his siblings did. He was just kind of rough Also, another news, rural is a really weird word. Rural. 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 Anyway. <laughs> but eventually, he had to leave school for a year for because he had shit health, including lung problems. Like, oh. it was, it, they listed it as a few things. So I just put it as unknown because it was, like, referred to as weird things. Like, weak oh, lungs. Olden, or, olden time Yeah, stuff. man. Yeah. Um, but, Consumption. Right? Oh, I'm just thinking of uh, Moulin Rouge. Uh, but, um... Yeah, so because he left school, it gave him plenty of time to wander around the woods surrounding his house where he grew an appreciation for nature. And he did a bunch of things. I'm not going to go into it because it's very long. Just look him up on Wikipedia. There's a very extensive thing. Um, but eventually, in 1901, he went to the Cana- to the Canada Business College in Chatham. Chatham? Chatham? Whatever. Chatham? Chatham? Chatham. Is that how you pronounce it? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um and he developed abilities for penmanship and copperplate calligraphy, which is like the super like fancy swirly twirly writing. Same. Um, yeah. And those at the time were necessary skills for clerical work. So really? He, yeah. So what? he he moved to Seattle and he worked there as a pen artist, draftsman, and etcher, specializing in lettering, drawing, and painting. And he did a bunch of shit like produce business cards, brochures, posters, etc. So he's doing like design work for companies. Huh. Yeah. Um, he eventually went to Toronto. I'm like super paraphrasing and like condensing. Like <laughs> you're like did, bam, 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 bam. he did a lot of shit. He did a lot of shit, and he has a very rich history. And you'll soon find out like why he's so important. But like I, I, I feel recommend like, reading. I feel it. like I, I, if you my art, assume? if my art history memory is correct. I know where. Yes. Yeah. So we're let's 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 let us continue. Um. So he eventually moved back to Toronto in 1905. Where he did other shit, but then in 1908 or 1909, I know all my thing is did this shit, did that shit, but in either 1908 or 1909, it's not very clear, he joined Grip Limited, which is a design and lettering firm. It's no longer around. Another firm is now called Grip, but they just took the name. Um, but Grip Limited was where the group of seven formed. Ah. Ah, for those of you who know. Um, so it was there that Tom learned... I guess maybe we should... I don't know if all of our listeners are actually Canadian or... Oh, dude, I'm but... going to go into it. Oh, you're going to go into it? Okay, go yep. for it. Go for it. Um, so it was there that Tom learned to paint through the encouragement of the senior artist at Grip Limited, and he was also one of the group of seven, J.E.H. McDonald. Uh, so from there, Tom was painting. So let me talk about the group of seven. They were also known as the Algonquin School, and it consisted of seven Canadian landscape painters from 1920 to 1933. The members were Franklin Car- Carmichael, Lauren Harris, A.Y. Jackson, Frank Johnson, Arthur Lismer, J.E.H. MacDonald, and Frederick Varley. Um, and then later they were joined by A.J. Casson, Edwin Holgate, and Lemoine Fitzgerald. Those are all artists. If you know any of those names, good for you. I knew none. They're like, they're very famous Canadian artists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tom was associated with them because he had a significant influence on the group in the early days. And Lauren... did like impressionist Sorry? style paintings, I think. Tom? No, the group of seven. No, it was landscape. No. Well, impression impressionist is a style. I, it's like Van Gogh was an impressionist, I think. Kind of. I, I was looking at some of it, but I think, I don't know, I, I was kind of looking at some of the, the paintings. Um, I mean, I could definitely tell that they were landscapes, so the, 
that's all I could tell about it because I know shit about art. Um, so he was associated with them because he had a significant influence on the group. And Lauren Harris, which was one of the group of seven, wrote an essay called The Story of the Group of Seven and stated that Thompson- <laughs> they were great painters, right. but not great titlers. There you go. <laughs> Creative, to an extent. Um, (laughs) Look, everyone's got their niche. Yeah, right. But he stated that Thompson was, quote, a part of the movement before we pinned a label on it. So the group of seven did not actually form until uh, after Tom had passed. Um, So that's why he wasn't part of it, but he was part of the beginnings where he was working with them and creating art with them and all that. So, but going back to Tom. Um, Beginning in 1912, Tom started going on canoeing expeditions with co-workers through Algonquin Park, which... That's where I'm going next week. Ah! Ah, Algonquin Park was only formed, like, pretty recently. It wasn't, like, it was a few decades, like, before, like, I don't know, like, three decades before, something like that. So, um, at the time, it was still kind of like, ooh, this is Algonquin Park. I think it's, like, it's Ontario or Canada's biggest... Is it a national park? I think yeah, it is. Yeah, it has like nine something divisions it's big. or some shit, whatever. It's big. It's big. Um, but he had just recently acquired sketching tools when he started going on canoeing expeditions, but he never took his art seriously. Same. It, yeah. Now, this, this <laughs> Until entire... Until I started making money off of it. And then you're like, oh, art. <laughs> um, this entire part, um, how his, his development from going to just like commercial work to actually like doing art and shit like that... Um, I am definitely not going to go through because it's very, very detailed. And, like, just look up the Wikipedia page, dude. Just go look it up and, and go read it. Cause to it's... be entirely honest, like, history of any kind fucking takes a certain it takes a certain type of passion to, like, really care yeah. about it. Yeah. Like, I find history in general just interesting if it's told and taught by the right person. If someone who actually gives a yeah, shit. Yeah, someone who really gives a shit, they make it really, really interesting. Yeah. But if it's coming from someone who doesn't give a shit, like me, <laughs> then uh, you're not going to give a shit either. Yeah, no. But um, I there's a lot of, like, he did this, and then he did that, and then he did this, and then he waffled on this, and he did that, and fucking whatever. If, you, if you're interested, go read it. He had a lot of accomplishments. He did, but um, let us him. continue. Condescending um, clap. <laughs> It was during a two-month expedition through the Spanish Riviere and River or Riviere. I don't know. I, I, I put Riviere, but I feel like that's a typo. Um, <laughs> and the Mississauga Provincial Park that he actually started to paint. And so um, like he was using, he was doing uh, oil sketches and all that shit. But he lost lots of it uh, during canoe spills. <laughs> so a lot of it is gone. But it's like it's not funny because it's good historic artwork that was lost, lost. but also like it's like ah shit fuck off oh, fuck shit fuck like so yeah. I'm just picturing it it's it's funny oh, man. In my head. I know I'm like powering right through this but I still have half a thing to go through and like we really got to get going uh, we're already at almost forty five so um, but yeah so he it was during this time that he was transitioning from commercial work to painting and he was being encouraged by. Uh, the, those who created the the group of seven or whatever to just like start exploring your art, start exploring your art. Like you have a love for nature, you have talent, even though you don't think it, you do. So try painting. Um, so uh, yeah, and it was like oil sketches and photographs of him like on the canoe out there, whatever that were completely lost. There are some photos of him actually like fishing and shit like that. <laughs> he was like super avid fisher and stuff like that. Oh, but of um, he was. You can find it. But anyway, um, so I'm not gonna get into it. But uh, he met the folks. Um, oh, I already said that. Oh, see, I put I made a note. Not gonna get into it. But he met the folks that will eventually. I just be saw a note seven. that says blah blah blah. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, so they encouraged him to explore his painting despite his own self-doubt. He was a shy fucker, and he never thought anyone would like his shit. Like, at all. He would say... Exact it, words. Uh, that's what I wrote. Um, is it... Are you a job opportunity, or are you an ad? What are you? What are you? Ad. Fucking ad. Um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he would send his work to exhibitions after he was, like, told, like, send it, send it, send it. Um, he would send it unsigned because he didn't like his work. And then if anyone liked his shit, he would gift it to them immediately. So he wouldn't even sell it. He'd be like, oh, you like it? Take it. It's yours. Um. Bye. (laughs) And he was even, like, quoted to, like, just throw matches at his work. Like, he didn't, he truly, like, had no, no self-confidence. Um, he thought he sucked, which was very sad. But anyway. This is where we put the blah, 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 the next few years, lots of paintings. <laughs> Same. That's my note. Again, oh, it was more like if you care about months. art history, go and read it. Sorry. It's very, very detailed. They, if you care about art history, we're very sorry. They literally were like, and this painting was created during blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, scroll, 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 scroll. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm great. I'm very appreciative of Canadian history. Anyway, he hit his artistic peak in 1990. No, sorry. I like he lived for a long as yeah. fuck time. 1916 to 1917, where his canvases were hella fucking praised. Um, I'm reading out of my notes, dude. I need to I need to be better about note note taking. But a fellow painter, Estelle Kerr, said, "quote One of the most promising of Canadian painters who follows the impressionist movement." Oh, you're right. And I told his, you. And his work reveals himself to be a fine colorist, a clever technician, and a truthful interpreter of the Northland in its various aspects because he was painting the Algonquin Park. Mm-hmm. He became super productive, creating so much shit, all in capitals, so much shit, picking, <laughs> and he picked up odd jobs to support himself in the meantime. He found that he was doing, he was like a, a, a fire worker or something like that. <laughs> and like during these odd jobs, like some of them were taking up too much of his time, so he'd quit and then he'd go back and then because he just wanted to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it was all about Algonquin Park. He saw it in all its beauty. Um, then comes July 8th, 1917. Sad part. When he disappeared during a canoe trip on Canoe Lake. Oh, no. Yeah. They found his upturned canoe later that day on the 8th, but his body wasn't found until the 16th. Oh. That's eight days. But they didn't have a coffin, so they literally kept his body in the water, but tied to a dock so it doesn't swim away. Wow. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah they just kind of were like, all right, keep an eye on him. Also, you said so it wouldn't swim away. <laughs> like, his corpse oh, would yeah, just, like, you know, backstroke right, it a lot. Right, there. yeah. <laughs> Synchronized swimming. Fucking butterfly. Or no. Oh my yeah, God. it is. Doggy It paddling. is a butterfly. Yeah, it is. I yeah. hate that. I hate yeah. it doing that. I did not have the uh, flexibility yeah. to <laughs> Oh, yeah. I would just, like, elbow my way through it. Um, but, yeah, so um, he was found with a four-inch cut on his right temple and bled from his right ear. Oh. So the cause of death was considered accidental drowning but so many people have suspicions of suicide or murder um he was buried on july 17th the day after he was found um in 1917 of course in mo in the moat cemetery i don't know if you guys live out there you know it whatever (laughs) um he's fucking coveted as an artist and one of his works uh early spring canoe lake Sold in 2009 for two million seven hundred and forty nine thousand and five hundred dollars, and this is, is a man who would literally throw matches at which his work. Which is a bajillion dollars. Now. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 2009. dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> but why all this talk that I'm telling you about? Question mark. Because his ghost be haunting. 
is my note. Um, every year on July 17th, he paddles down the canoe lake in a canoe in like the mist and the fucking whatever. And people spot his ghost a paddling. Um, there are theories that he had an row, affair with a... Row, row your boat. Gently down, down the stream. stream. I'm very much dead and very much... Off with my dead. head. I'm gonna paint <laughs> the scene. The scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, anyway, so there are theories that he had an affair with a local fishing lodge's owner's wife and the dude killed him. Or that he told off poachers hunting illegally because apparently, like, despite the fact that he was incredibly shy and had a very hard time making friends and, like, that was a part of, like, why things were terrible for him. Because he was, like, too shy to approach people. Yeah. Oh, tying back to our conversation earlier. But um, too shy to approach people and talk about his work and uh, introduce himself. So the group of seven were like, my guy, you Do good. <laughs> Go. But, um... Yeah, so, um, or he told off poachers hunting illegally and they killed him, or that he had an affair with a woman who was on holiday in the park who became pregnant, so he committed suicide over it, but I don't think so. And that's it. It seems very likely it was just, um, because if you're, like... if you're canoe, canoe returned, canoe overturned, overturned, canoe returned, canoe returned, if you're canoe returned, um, and you struck your head, you fall unconscious. Yeah, man. It's it's very and, you and he's he was prone to canoe spills because we fucking lost <laughs> a bunch of shit. He also, by the way, I forgot to mention, he ended up making over four hundred paintings wow. during his time. I think the number was four hundred. Like it was a huge amount. Um, let me just double check that. But yeah, he was. It it makes me oh. sad that he never like found value in his own work. And, like, he was so, like, down on himself. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, about 400 oil sketches on small wood panels along with around 50 larger works on canvas. Wow. So that's a huge amount of work and something that he was, like, really, really doing. When, and when does his ghost apparently appear? July 17th. Let's go. Is that my stomach? That was your stomach. Oh, man. I did not feel a thing on my stomach and it sounded like it was... Coming from my general, coming general from, direction. Yeah. It was the or ghost. Or it was the ghost. The hungry, hungry ghost. Oh, I didn't catch this on recording earlier, but like we both heard a stomach gurgle and neither one of us felt it, so we just blamed it on the ghost. <laughs> but yeah. Because Mary looked at me and, oh I, and I'm like, what? 50 minutes. Whatever. And we still have your story to get Whatever. through. Whatever. We'll get through it. Yeah. Um, so mine, it. mine is, full disclosure, pretty much taken from... One of the more recent My Favorite Murder episodes. She's literally listening to it. Yeah, I tried listening to it away. on, like, two times speed, and it was too fast, and then 1.5 speed, and it was still, like, a to catch too fast. Yeah, I li- I to get you, the details. I heard you listening a bit more, like, regularly, Yeah, regular speed. But I would still have to, like, hit rewind. Yeah. So, like, not, you know, I'm probably missing stuff, stuff, some stuff. And I also looked on Wikipedia to get a little more. Like actual um, information, like supporting? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm, you might have heard of this one. Okay. But we'll start, we'll start with the, a mystery. Well, not a mystery. We'll start with it being a mystery. Okay. So, um, John Brian Altinger, Altinger, I'm not sure, uh, known to his friends as Johnny, was in 2008 a 38-year-old man living in Edmonton, Alberta. Okay. In October of that year, he met a woman on Plenty of Fish. Poff. Poff, which I actually just put it as Poff because I'm not typing all of that out. <laughs> uh, named Jen. And he seemed, like, really, really excited to meet her. He, he said she seems, like, amazing. She seems really cool. Um, and he was meeting her for their first date. 
But the thing, here's here's where it starts getting a little, already starting to get a little sketchy. And his friends were like sketched out. She would not give him her number, despite the fact that they were meeting up. Oh, boy. So one of his friends was immediately suspicious and just said, just give me her address just in case, you know. Um, So on October 10th, he goes to meet Jen at her home to pick her up for their date. And she tells him to just go through the garage. Um, She'll be there in a sec. Uh, and his friends don't hear from him after that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Until a couple days later, they get an email from him saying that he's absolutely in love with Jen and she's the most amazing woman and they're going to Costa Rica. Costa Rica? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Um, so, like, bye. Which... Uh, red flag, red flag, red, red flag. Red flag city. Um, yeah, so his friends were like, what the fuck? Like, it's... Firstly... No matter what, you hear that from an email, you're like, what is going What's on? Going Something's on. wrong. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the thing before with the friend being already suspicious that she won't give him her number. number. That's untraceable. Yep. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, there wasn't much else to go on. Like, police won't look into it. Because he saying, said he's going away. Yeah. They're like, we don't have cause. And you can't... I mean... In terms of investigation, like, you're very limited. Yeah. Right? Like, you're like, we don't have anything to go on. Yeah. Um, so his friends break into his apartment. Oh, God. Yeah. And they find all of his belongings. He's not there. They find all of his belongings, including, like, dirty dishes still in the sink Uh-oh. and his passport. Uh... So very clearly he was not in Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, so after this... Luckily, I don't think the friends got, you know, in trouble for breaking him. No, no. Um, police did look into it. Yeah, um, because if he said he's leaving the country, but his passport, they're like, yeah. we have it right here. Okay, that's 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 a little alarming. So, of course, their only lead, really, is this mysterious Jen, who, um, like... It's going to be, it's going to be some creep fucking cannibal, isn't it? No, I'll, we'll get into it. Okay. Um, this, so, they went to the garage... Because, like, Johnny did leave his friends, like, you know, the instructions that he was given, or the directions he was given to the garage. Right. And they found that it was being rented out to Mark Twitchell, who at the time was renting it to shoot his indie movies. Oh, no. And this is where I have my notes subtitled as The Douchebag. Is this some snuff film shit? We'll get to it. Oh, God. So, Twitchell was born in Edmonton in 1979, I think July 4th. Trisha is what you said? Twitchell. Twitchell. Okay, yeah. Um, He graduated from the radio and television program at the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology and dreams of being a filmmaker. This is why I looked at Mary when I was, like, listening to this and writing my notes, and I'm like, you're going to hate this guy so much. Yeah. I hate him, too. Don't worry. Oh, He's hateable. He's okay. very hateable. Fuck that guy. Um, and I'm like, I also made a note that, because I was, you know, doing research. When you look him up, Wikipedia, you know how, like, it'll show the name and it'll have, like, a little subtitle as to, yeah. like, I guess, like author why or whatever. Yeah. They had him as Canadian filmmaker, which, like, I'm sorry, you're giving him way too much. Oh, my God. Way too much credit. So this dude loves sci-fi and he does cosplay and live action role play, which is, like, Fine, because I'm into cosplay and, like, sci-fi and comics and stuff. Yeah. Um, But, 
you also you you just know what type of nerd this is. This this is not just you know a guy who's passionate about his fandoms and that's someone who's elitist about it. He's an ass. Yeah. So in the early two thousands, he's constantly online on dating sites and chat rooms, as you do in the early two thousands. Yeah, super cash. Um, so in the year 2000, he meets a woman, I think named Megan, I think, um, and they start dating. Now she lives in the States, but after several months of talking, I'm not sure if they actually met at all, but she flew to Edmonton to marry him. Oh, okay. Cause like you're talking to this dude online who seems perfectly ideal. Yeah. Um, but of course she realizes that he is nothing like... The guy that like he the guy that, to be? Yeah, the guy yeah. that she thought he was. Yeah. Um, he was a compulsive liar. Of and course. And he was constantly cheating on her. Oh, no. Which leads to the question, like, why did a woman find him appealing? I'm sorry, oh, girls, you can do so much better. But anyway, they stayed together for four years, but she does leave him. Less than a year and a half later, um, he gets married to another woman. I don't have the name. It's fine. You know, she's yeah. not involved in this. And they actually have a baby together. Oh, no. So this guy, um, I'm sure you know this type. So he directs his own indie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most notable ones being a Star Wars fan film that was done mostly on green screen. Oh, He managed to get a no. cameo from the guy who played Boba Fett, which, like, doesn't sound that impressive because the guy is always in a mask anyway. Oh so how do you really God. know? You shoot him a couple hundred and he's like, fuck it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, but because, like, keep in mind this is, you know, kind of early-ish 2000s, right? So you don't have all these great indie producers that you see starting on YouTube. No. Right? Like, so So YouTube wouldn't exist for another, like, six years. So he's he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. He's kind of a big deal in in the indie, like, or in the sci-fi community, in the Star Wars community, because he's, like, no one else is doing this shit. He's doing it. Um, but everyone that's worked with him says he's a complete douchebag. Like, he's yeah, so probably, full of himself. Probably. Thinks he's the, the shit. Ugh. Um, he was also either scripting or already filming a comedy named Day Players, which apparently, according to My Favorite Murder, is, like, um, extras. Like, the show, which it... I have no fucking idea what you're I talking about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't really do comedy much, so I have no idea. You can tell I don't do comedy because I'm not funny. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Funny. I'm just dry. You're just dry. <laughs> I'm just really that is dry. The type of funniness in and of itself. <laughs> I'm just done. Um, oh, back. So he quits his job, his day job, but he doesn't tell his wife. Ugh. Does this behavior ring a bell at all? That reminds me of um, the Scarborough Bearded Bandit. Yeah, the douchebag douche crossbow bag. burner guy. Yeah, and also Jennifer Pan. Um, although there's, oh, with the parents, but theirs was more of a thing of like desperation, right? Because Scarborough dude, um, lost his job. Jennifer Pan lost lost her. He lost it in like two days. He didn't even, well, yeah, because of his criminal history. But anyway, um, but this guy willingly quit his job, left his job, but wouldn't tell his wife. Of course not. Um, but here's the thing. He still got money because he managed to find some investors telling them that he's got this huge A-list movie. He's got all these big celebrities that are agreeing to sign on to it. Oh, my God. Um, so this is a fraud thing now, too. So he's 
like he managed to get 90k from investors wow by telling them this and i'm like do these investors like maybe because this is early 2000s but do they not ask for proof i'm gonna be real with you oh wait first of all yes second of all 90k is not a huge budget so he either but the fact that gave money at all that's the thing i'm thinking he went to investors that he knew would fall for something like that Uh, because if you went for bigger investors to go for like the 25 million dollar budget or whatever they'd look at him and fucking laugh in his face yeah like it 90k but for like no proof that's no spectacular spectacular they probably well although i mean he did have that following with his indie films like they were practically like cult movie type things where it's like a very specific group of people I just, I'm know trying about to think it. of how someone would find out about him, like, in his his background or whatever, or they would just have to go based off of his word, because in the year yeah, 2000... he has an IMDb page. Well, yeah, he would, because he did technically make a film, and it is technically out there. Yeah. You know, so... So, that's probably how... Because... I mean, his IMDb page now does... I, I'm not... Okay, I'm not going to say, because I'm going to okay. spoil it. Um... I put... And... Also, there was a lot of catfishing online, LMFAO. Oh, God. I don't know what the context of that was, but I, I, he was he was online a lot. Okay. Um, he also gets obsessed with the show Dexter. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. This is the Dexter copycat killer. Oh, no. Fuck. So, like, this this makes me, like, it's, it's funny but not funny because my undergrad thesis was bloodstained pattern analysis. It was, yeah. So people would be like, ooh, you're like Dexter. And I would joke about killing serial killers. Keyword being joke. Yeah. Um, so he basically was like role-playing as Dexter online. Like he would make these accounts. And he would also make apparently these fake accounts pretending to be friends of his or some, or people who know him are like, oh, he's so similar to Dexter. Isn't it weird? He's so similar to Dexter. Ew. Which, like, Ew. you're just jerking yourself off. Ew. That reminds me of the dude that cornered me in class for 20 minutes telling me about his Ruby fan fiction. <laughs> I think I told that story. I did, I right? think so. Yeah. yeah. I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> um, hopefully this dude is not a homicidal no moron. he's just he's just he's just him <laughs> anyway. take that as you will um so twitchell actually writes a dexter ripoff short film called Jesus. house of cards um Jesus which was before the show i think oh yeah i was about yeah. to say isn't that a fucking show yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, a, it's I, I think it's a, like a legal drama show oh my god i think I'm, i can't i don't remember. wait house of cards it's isn't it I think I know Suits is, but Suits isn't Suits the funny one. Mm, I haven't seen either, so I don't know. Okay, good call. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, House of Cards. So in this film, he plays Twitch. a serial killer who kills not other serial killers, but cheating husbands. Probably because he can't rip Fucking, off the yeah. exact plot of a, such a popular show. Uh, but also, like, isn't, you know, killing cheating husbands a little extreme? Like A little bit. Castration, don't. maybe? I kind of get that. Hold on, hold on. <coughs> My God. You just Excuse pulled me. on me. I might just leave that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, this was the movie 
that was being shot in the garage that he was renting. Now I'm going to put a trigger warning here because we're describing um, a horror short film made by an actual killer. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this short film involves the killer basically catfishing cheating husbands online. And then when they meet up, stunning them with a taser and then torturing them while wearing a hockey mask. Oh, my God. Before running them through with a katana and then dismembering the body. Excuse me? This was his film idea. Um, Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you are, yeah. But yeah. are you kidding? Like, So... We get back to the investigation. At first, Twitchell is cooperating, you know, when police track him down, knowing that he was renting the garage where um, Johnny was basically last known to be. Mm. And he was, like, showing the police around and telling them that, yeah, he's renting it because he's filming this movie there. Um, He says that he hasn't been in the garage since the 10th, which implies that, you know, someone must have broken in, so he has no idea what's going on. Oh, my God, eat shit. So... At the time, like, you know, he wasn't really a suspect because there there was no reason not to believe him. Yeah. But then after interviewing people who lived nearby, police um, actually found a couple who said that they did see a man who was running out of a garage who was being attacked. Oh, um, fuck. For real? The thing is that this attack actually happened before Johnny went on this bad date. So, so they just didn't fucking report anything? Are you serious? Police did not know about it. What the fuck? They saw a man. Here, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. Oh my God. So after hearing this and realizing that there could be another victim, police go public with the information. They actually get a response from a 33-year-old contractor named Giles Tetro. Tetro? I don't know. Um, So at the time, Tetro was separated from his wife and so was on Plenty of Fish. And he was chatting with a woman named Sheena. And October 3rd, he went out to meet with her for their first date. Oh, no. Um, As per the directions given to him by Sheena, he goes into the garage, which was dark, and then gets attacked by someone with a stun gun. He turns around to see a man in a hockey mask. Of course. And a gun in his hand. His assailant knocks him down, tries to tape his eyes shut, but Tetro manages to pull the tape off and starts fighting back. And in the struggle, he touches the gun, like, they're, he's trying to get the gun away, and realizes it's actually a plastic gun. So he's like, fuck you. Are you for Starts real? Starts fighting back harder and manages to actually get out of the garage. But because of the taser, like, his legs weren't really cooperating. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, electric Yeah, yeah, because you're fucking electrified. Yeah, so he was, like, crawling down the driveway, which is when um, his assailant catches up to him and tries to drag him back to the garage by oh his legs. Oh my god. So he's screaming, they're fighting, and that's when that couple notices the commotion and fucking didn't call the police after seeing that. What the actual fuck? Like, they basically freaked out. Did they get charged? No. They should have been charged. Like, they should have been charged. Yeah. Because, like, they ran away, but also, like, call the police and be like, so we just saw this attack. Yes, this is an actual thing. Like, you see a guy getting chased, crawling on the garage, screaming for help. And a guy in a hockey mask coming after him and dragging him back screaming. There's something wrong They should have been charged, man. They should have been charged. Because even if it was an actual, like, indie film, you know, if it was, like, a gorilla thing, like, you know, being shot. Where then are the cameras? 
Exactly. There were no cameras. I mean, and the, at the time, you're so shocked. You're like, you don't know. But but even then, it's like, okay, well, then, dude, even if it was a movie, then those people should have been charged for, like, I think, being an annoyance. I think I told this story before, but I'm going to quickly reiterate it. My youngest brother does Krav Maga. And so um, last summer, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, he he and his, like, they were all doing training because, like, he, he was, he passed, like, the final level, whatever. He's a teacher now, whatever. But, like, um, they were doing training outside. They had bright neon pink fake, um, like, guns and shit like that. Yeah. And so they were doing, like, their training outside because it was wide open space, whatever. A woman saw them, like, doing these combat moves and it was obviously very, like, routine. Choreographed, yeah. Yeah, because there's, like, a bunch of people doing it and they go back. And then you go do it again, and yeah. then go back. But she still called the police, and I think I told you, like, there was, like, SWAT, there was, like, yeah. four or five police And it's, cars. like, it's kind of dumb. It's, like, the opposite end of the extreme. Yes. Where you're calling the police on something that's obviously not a thing. But versus stay on the safe side, she was like, this is strange. I see guns. Yeah. I see weaponry. I see attacks. I'm going to call the police, which is what you sh- should do. Especially when you see people screaming. Oh, my God. Anyway, because the couple was there, um, I guess Twitchell was like, oh shit, and ran off. Which meant, witnesses. Um, yeah, so Titro um, escaped. Now, he didn't come forward because, firstly, he was scared of his assailant coming after him because they were chatting over Plenty of Fish. So, like, he's probably talked about where he might have lived. Or, right. Like, personal enough information that he felt like he could have been tracked down. Yeah. And... He also felt, like, kind of embarrassed about it because, like, like, you know, because he didn't tell anyone where he was going to be and he probably was blaming himself, which is, like, no. I I, I would have called the cops, man. I've just been fucking attacked, like, Yeah, but, like, victim blaming happens on all ends and he was was blaming himself. Yeah. so. So he only came forward because of the police bringing this information and realizing that there could be another victim, that it could have happened to, to someone else. Yeah. Um, and then, so he gave what information he had and police were like, well, shit. Yeah. Um, shortly after this, Twitchell went to the police himself and told him, told them that he bought a car off some random dude on the street the car which matched the car that Johnny drove. Oh, my God. And this is the stupidest thing. Like, remember what I said about bad lies? Yeah. Right? So he gives the stupid story about the dude selling the car for 40 bucks because he met a wonderful rich lady who was going to buy him a new car when they get back from their vacation in Costa Rica. Oh, my God. Like, this isn't... This isn't just a movie. Variation, you this dumb is not. Piece of this shit. is not a movie. You don't like coincidences. Coincidences like that don't happen. No. And like, also. But he's living in his fantasy yeah, world. Yeah, and he's and he's stupid because police are smarter than you give them credit smarter for. Smarter than a fifth grader. Yes, probably. Yeah. Like people. I know My we, stomach keeps grumbling. I know, it's funny. I don't know if you can actually hear it on the mic, but... I can hear it. It's loud. Yeah. It's loud. Yeah. But, like, you know, for all, all the flack that the police gets, there are people who are good at their jobs. They are. At investigations. Yeah. And they know how to put pieces together. Your stupid lie is not going to throw them off. My God. This actually does remind me of Ruby fanfiction guy. 
Oh, my God. Because he tells tall, tall oh, tales, no. and you can tell. And it's just kind of like, this kind of seems like the type of person who would expect you to believe it. Yeah, like, he's so genuine in his lying. And you're just like, kind of looking at him, and you're like, yeah, and the moon is made of cheese. Get in the fucking holding cell. Like, fuck. I wish the moon was made of cheese. That's mm. a really big block of cheese. It'd probably smell a bit, though. Ooh, but imagine if it was, like, aged white cheddar. Oh, it'd be so good. <laughs> Gouda. <laughs> oh, it be so Gouda. Gouda. <laughs> anyway, um, back to Douchebag McDouchebaggerson. Same. Uh, so police get warrants to search his home and his car because they're like, are you fucking dumb? Yeah. They take his computer and, God, the dumbassery just does not stop. They find a file in the computer's recycling bin, mm-hmm. as in the idiot didn't even try to get rid of it that are hard. Are you serious? Like, Oh my god. No, he's just a dumbass and he doesn't know that you could do shit like that. Like, fucking, he didn't even think of it. No. The file is a document named SK Confessions. SK. Serial killer. Oh! (laughs) Which begins... Okay, you're gonna cringe. You're gonna cringe really hard. Get ready to cringe. Are you ready to cringe? Yeah. The document begins with the line, This story is based on true events. The names and events were altered to protect the guilty. This is the story oh of my, my progression into becoming a serial killer. Oh my god. This is god. the douchiest, cringiest douchebag. What a fucking edgelord. Ugh. What an actual fucking edgelord. So <sighs> he tries to pass it off as a script. And he also says that SK... Actually, no, I'll get to that. Anyway, um, he tries to pass it off as a script. But like this thing basically details his crime. Of course. It's like the OJ, I didn't do it, but if I did, yeah, like it's, this is what I would have done. And it's a very gruesome, detailed account, including dismemberment. God. So, in, you know, in seizing his belongings, police also find traces of Johnny's blood on knives, saws, and cleavers. Jeez. Or a saw and a cleaver. I'm yeah. not sure. We'll get, you know, you yeah. get the point. Blood, yeah. knives, bad. Yeah. Stabby. Um, so Twitchell was arrested on October 31st in 2008, although Johnny's body was at the time still not found and he refuses to give them the location. Like still he, not found? Well, 9 months later he finally relents and gives them a map showing where the body was. Poor Johnny was left in like a drainage ditch. Holy fuck. Yeah. Um during his trial Twitchell claims that he did lure Johnny and Giles Tetro, um, and did attach them, attach them, attack them. It's same. Attack them. He attacks them. But it was a prank, um, to get publicity for his shitty movie. <gasps> because he thought that they would talk about it, and then it's like the killer clowns thing with it coming out. I don't, it wasn't orchestrated, but it was just like the timing got everyone talking about it. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I still wonder if it was purposefully Maybe. orchestrated. And then it just, just kind of blew Because up. Th- there's a lot of movies that did the underground kind of thing. Like Cloverfield did uh, a whole thing, like a whole thing that they revealed like months later was actually them, but it was like an online viral campaign thing. Yeah, they're like, but also you don't physically attack, attack people anybody. and tase them. Yeah. This guy's a fucking dumb shit. He, but the, apparently the prank went wrong when... Johnny got angry and started attacking back, which is like, even if that was true, like no fucking shit. You attack people. What do you think they're going to do? 
um, go along with his he plan. He also claimed that SK and SK Confessions did not, in fact, stand for serial killer, but instead Stephen King, which is like your first line literally says serial killer. Oh my god! Like this guy and is... Stephen King, horror writer. Yeah, but like that's like, not much of a jump there either. No, you know what I'm it's saying? Not like, like it's. He also describes himself as a psychopath who feels little to no empathy. Which, oh my like, god, welcome to my twisted of, mind. <laughs> this reminds me of that guy who was in our class for, like, the first semester and then dropped out after the strike. Mm. Um, he oh, was a self-proclaimed like, sociopath. Yeah. yeah, he was, like, he was an edgelord. He, yeah. he tried to basically defend Nazis Ugh. and was like ethics are stupid we don't need ethics half of what we learned is from Nazi experiments and it's like what the oh, fuck are you, you absolute about? dumb piece of shit of I was getting not. ready to fight him yeah if, if and, the prof yeah. was like okay we're not talking about this I I, I, I would have just fought him oh yeah I could have taken him he was like probably 90 pounds soaking wet oh yeah it's, um, oh it's always that oh my god it's always yeah, that yeah right fuck um the jury does deliberate for five hours before finding him guilty of first-degree murder, Fucking and he's now serving a life sentence with no possibility of parole for 25 years. Die in jail. And that is the story of Douchebag. Holy fuck, dude. Like, here's the... And here's the thing. I haven't actually watched Dexter... Dexter... Wow, what just happened? Same. I haven't actually seen a single episode of Dexter because I find it very difficult to watch crime shows like any kind of procedural because of how the inaccuracies it's yeah. like bones even though bones they gave up being accurate probably within the first three yeah. episodes yeah like i mean bones had its own merits though it did because like it was the characters yeah but like i i don't and know the situations of the murders were always interesting and That's same with criminal least, minds yeah. too being like Judging based on fucking criminal profiling, but yeah, it's not actual. Yeah, it's all bullshit. But um, but anyway, like behavioral analyst. There are actual behavioral analysts, but they don't do the fucking no Spencer Reed shit. That's not what they're doing. But also, like, um, I'm pretty sure Dexter is supposed to be really smart. He is. This guy is not. Yeah, definitely not. And Dexter, I I never watched it, but I had a friend who was like. This is my favorite show. Um, she explained to me that in later years, because he was always like a psychopath or whatever, who like had a family or whatever, was doing the whole like I'm blind. Superficial, you know, yeah, superficial charm. Yeah, and then like he started to actually give a shit about his wife or something, mm-hmm. and so he was kind of like wondering if he was actually a psychopath or not. And I was like, like I don't overly care. self-aware. Yeah, but then it's also we've mentioned it on this before, where psychopaths will quote unquote care for the things that belong to them yeah so but i don't know like so i i feel like i've ne- again i've never seen dexter so i'm talking out of my butt cheeks here but um it felt a lot like somebody who just googled the definition of psychopath and just went with the arbitrary doesn't feel emotions kills things yeah. and then just like bastardize the shit out of it that's exactly yeah. what it feels like to me but i don't know i might be full of shit correct me if i am but yeah, that's... Also, at the very least, like, killing serial killers isn't as bad. Right, because as... he would go after the bad people. That's the thing. He had a moral code. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, in and of itself, you've already negated the fact that there's psychopathy present because... Because you, you have, have no moral mor- code. You have a moral a code. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't kill kids. I don't kill the innocent. But it's like, you have a moral code. So is it psychopathy or is it just a significant lack of feeling 
empathy, even though yeah. it's it's not it doesn't have to be the same. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, you could you could be deficient without being entirely absent of. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that th- we both did uh, accidental throwbacks to conversations. We had. Wow, we tied <laughs> in this episode like fucking high five me. I high five myself. <laughs> Fuck you. I was like, yeah, we did the thing. Yeah, fuck you, Shelly. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, I'm going to wrap this up here because we're already at the 120 mark. Uh, yeah, but I have to edit it. I don't have time to... Fuck you. Um, so we're on the internet, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at Canada Obscura, all one word. I think I forgot to update Tumblr because this week has been <laughs> quite literally also, a does gigantic anyone fuck show. Even use Tumblr I don't anymore? think so. I don't I think left, so. I left Tumblr. I had I had my own little art account, and then I'm like, yeah, not doing art anymore because yeah. I'm busy. I still have an account, but I always forget about it. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, oh yeah, I wonder what's going on over there. And I keep gaining followers, which yeah. is the strangest thing to me. And yeah. they're not bots. I check, yeah, and they're not bots. And I'm just like, oh. so like I'm sorry, friends, but I am. Yeah, kind but you gone. were you were actively in a fandom, like yeah, I was I was very active in fandom. Yeah. Like I was once upon a time, but like who even really got time for that anymore? Um, but, but yeah, then there was a lot I, of wank and I update. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I usually say I update Twitter first, but I dropped the ball this week because I I, I updated Twitter like the day after because mm-hmm. I was so fucking busy. It literally like I had been everywhere and done everything. So um, apologies for that. Um, but the. Instagram is probably going to be the first place updated simply because of the distribute the distribution oh. through Anchor because we can no longer link to Tumblr on Instagram. Wow, what other like fucking platforms am I going to mention here? Um, but uh, I will still update Twitter, obviously, of course, definitely. Um, just sometimes if I'm a little late on it, I'm very very sorry. The priority is going to be Instagram because it's what pushes out. Um, and it's where we have most of our followers, so it makes sense. And whatever. We do have an email, which, again, thanks to Canadian girl from Nothing Ever Happens in Canada for sending us an email of her doggos. Um, Send us your doggos. Yeah, it's CanadaObscuraPodcast at gmail.com. Um, and hit us up. Oh, I also want to do a shout out to Leah. Um, Leah is the, 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 the sloth friend. The sloth the friend? The sloth friend who talks to <laughs> the me The animal nicely. related Twitter. The animal related, <laughs> yeah. The, when we did that shout out, I was like, I don't know if it's okay to say it or not um thank you for being so kind and so nice and for like because uh we've been chatting and we're friends now so like i mean that's yeah, <laughs> fine it's cool you have two friends i now. have two friends <laughs> girl and leah um and uh another shout out um sean's life has been liking our stuff again we've missed you sean's life yeah um because we 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 notice we notice when you guys like all of our shit and like when it's like the repeated uh notifications we do notice your name same to like yeah yeah you know anyway those are just uh, fucking hi thanks you got you're great and if we missed you we're sorry oh yeah yeah i don't know we probably been... missed a few people 100 percent. i don't know there's yeah. thing things have been wonky because like the instagram was down and like everybody oh yeah was, <laughs> the apocalypse yeah and everyone was fucking panicking and i was like i didn't know what was happening i was on a shoot and then like oh, i thought i thought there was something wrong with my instagram so i uninstalled and reinstalled and it still wasn't apparently working. that's I was what like, like oh. everyone did yeah, yeah. yeah so um I don't know. I didn't even realize until later, but I was like, oh, so that's why I've been getting either multiples of the exact same notification or nothing at all. Oh, no. I've been getting that before, too. Yeah. I would, I would get notifications 
And then I would like, you know, oh, I yeah. detect and it or swipe and it, pushes it and again. then I'll do it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I keep getting that too. And I'd be I don't like, know. ooh, a new, no. Yeah, and same with Twitter too. I've been getting that oh, more recently too now. I don't, I don't fucking know what's going on with all these social media. Anyway, who cares? Um, Yeah, check us out. Fucking whatever. At us, bitch. At me, bitch. Um, Send us whatever. Send us, send us whatever you'd like and talk to us because we love talking to you. We love interacting with you guys. You guys are great. Um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. Take care of yourselves and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. All the spooky, scary, strange, um, interesting, dark stuff that happens in Canada. Same. Yeah. A uh, couple trigger warnings before we start. Obviously, because we're talking about dark, scary, etc. Um, including... Oh, we forgot that. I forgot that part. True crime. Um, UFOs. Whatever. Let's just start again. Let's just start over. <laughs>